Hello and welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. And I'm Kayla Teal. And we're so happy to be here with you today, listeners. It's incredible. The joy I feel. Hey. Oh, I got to cut right in immediately with a big old wrongsy righty. It's our little place where we correct things we've said wrong. And last week, if you were listening, I announced what today's Stoner Movie Book Club movie is. And we're going to do it. And it's going to be great. And it's Desperately Seeking Susan. And I enthusiastically said starring Patricia Arquette. And then the very next morning, I was listening to a podcast where they talked about Patricia Arquette. And I went, oh, my God, I said Patricia Arquette, but it's her sister, Rosanna Arquette. Anyway, we're going to talk about the movie later, but I'm highly embarrassed I made that mistake as a (laughs) self-proclaimed film aficionado. And I know people listen to it and we're like, Phoebe's wrong. (laughs) That's my wrongsy righty. Correcty. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to the pod. Thanks, Phoebe. I cannot believe you confused sisters for each other. That was a really big oversight. Huge problem for us and our cred. (laughs) Don't we have a Patreon to thank as well? We do. A whole Patreon. Ooh, well, if you don't know about Patreon, we have a patreon.com slash sonarchicks. And we have a new Patreon member to thank, and it's Felony Mel. Felony Mel. Thank you. Thanks, Felony Mel. Great name. I wonder if that started because of, like, Melanie Felony. And now it's just Felony Mel. Yeah. I get Stephanie Metheny. Ooh. Stephanie Metheny. Oh, no. That's been someone that's mixed mixed up my name with that. <laughs> it just rhymes, Grace, and people say it. Just Melanie Felony? Well, their name is Mel for short, so I made an assumption that it's Melanie. It could be Melody Felony. <laughs> or it could be Melvin. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, Melvin. <laughs> just kidding. Melvin the felon. <laughs> no, that doesn't rhyme. <laughs> it's Felony Melanie. Anyway, (laughs) Felony Melanie. Thanks so much, Mel. If you want, let us know, Mel. (laughs) And the cool things that we have going on over there are not only bonus content, of which we have a lot, and we have a backlog. So if you want to come and listen, I think we have somewhere close to 40 episodes that we've... You could spend an entire day with us. Or more. And we also have other perks, like Smoke Sesh over Zoom with us every month. Stickers stickers and merch at different levels so come check it out yay and i have kind of a crazy update oh i love it let's update okay so some of you who listened early in the podcast may remember but likely not because you're all stoners too that i once talked about my missing bong and how i had this beautiful blown glass bong that was like green and had like vines wrapped around it and beautiful little feet. There was like a base that was glass of a different color. It was sparkly and oh my God, it was gorgeous. And then at some point while I was living in Santa Fe, I lost it. And when I was moving, I couldn't find it. It was just like gone. And I couldn't remember if I had thrown it out because I thought maybe it had a little bit of a crack in the base, but it was still holding water. And anyway, it was sad. So my mom is getting her house painted. And the other day she texted me and said, okay, also background, my mother who up until a couple years ago 
was pretty fucking against me smoking pot and like really did not like it and did not like when I was high, like did not like it. She texted me and said, is it okay if I send you pictures of stuff that you might want that I'm maybe trying to clear out or get rid of? She said, for example, there's this beautiful glass art bong. (laughs) And I said, I was like, oh my God. Like my mom has never said the word bong Bong. to me. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) mama's first bong. And there she had just typed it out. And I was like, is it green? And she said, yeah. And I said, could you show me a picture? And then I was so excited. But later in the day, she texted me a picture and it had totally broken. Oh, but like in the craziest way where it still had the, the neck going down and almost the entire, I don't know, bulb. What would you call that? Beaker? The beaker? Beaker? Yeah. That f- feels weird. It's the shape of a beaker. Is it a flat bottom right? Anyway, that whole part was intact. Like straight part, round part. But then it had just broken like really jaggedly on top of the like foot feet on it, like the pedestal that it was on. No. And she was like, I don't think there's probably a way to repair it. And I was like, no, it's a loss. She said, it's a shame. It really is beautiful. Did you get it from someone in Tacoma? Because she loves Chihuly and the glass museum and is really obsessed with Tacoma glass, which is great. And I said I got in Tacoma. And anyway, so I had literally moved it from Seattle when I moved in 2018, never took it from my mom's house and then moved away. And it was still in the closet. (laughs) Mystery. Another mystery solved. Yes. And I was, oh God, I'm high. Didn't we have a segment once where it was like the unsolved mystery, but we called it something else and then we solved it and we called it that. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Where was that? That was somewhere. I'm going to find it eventually. Not today. Not during this record. Oh, we solved. I know what we solved. We solved the mystery of you getting baby stuff in the mail. And it was because of Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a decade long mystery. And you solved it on the podcast. Yeah, I just kept getting free baby formula and I didn't understand why. Because that's expensive. And I would get it's all these really... baby magazines. And then, but yeah, a lot of formula. Guess it was Stephanie. That's wild. What did you do with it? Where'd you put it? I think I donated it. I hope it or gave it to someone. Good. I drank it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost called you a vampire, but that's not what that is. No. Okay, I'm going to smoke a little more. <laughs> what if vampires just drink baby formula? <laughs> There's a shortage, so they're still the bad guys. Oh, my God. I would watch that movie. (laughs) I would write that movie. Speaking of movies. That's what I was going to say. Speaking of movies, are we ready to segue on into Stoner Movie Book Club? I am, and I'm going to get stoned real quick. Stoner Movie Book Club. So as announced last week, This week, we watch Desperately Seeking Susan, starring both Madonna and Rosanna Arquette. It is directed by Susan Seidelman and written by Leora Barish, neither of whom have a very long filmography. 
But this movie, did I say 1985 is when it came out? This was one of the movies that I had on a VHS tape as a kid. There was like maybe seven or eight VHS tapes that we had all movies recorded off of like Showtime and Cinemax. (laughs) And it would be three on a tape. And I was obsessed with many of those movies because I would just watch them over and over. And this was one of them. Desperately Seeking Susan is the story of a bored housewife played by Rosona Arquette. (laughs) (laughs) And she lives on in Long Island, right? Am I right about that? Oh, I didn't know where they were at. Some suburb outside of New York, right? I was really high when we watched this. I took <laughs> All right, a lot I'll of stop notes. asking. She lives with her husband, total housewife, and is obsessed with this woman named Susan, who she knows about through personal ads. I don't even know if they'd be called personal ads, but posted in the newspaper. Now I remember. There you go. <laughs> oh, you could post like, come and see me. How would I, what are those called? Personal those ads? Those are personal ads. Yeah. It's sort of weird. Like somehow through these tiny little personal ads, she seems to have latched on that there's this couple that both just sort of travel around the country and then meet up in different places. And they're about to meet in New York and she's very excited. So she's going to go and watch, look from afar, the meeting. Well, the Susan is played by Madonna, who, of course, is the coolest. And we meet her and she's just like hanging with some guy in a hotel room, getting room service, robbing him of some cash and some earrings that she finds. And then she just leaves. But then he gets murdered and someone's after Madonna. But then through complicated happenstance, Rosanna Arquette, the bored housewife, who's sort of lightly stalking Madonna's character, hits her head, forgets everything, and through weird clues, thinks that she is Susan and is sort of shacking up with the guy who thinks she's Susan. Yeah, she forgets she's a bored housewife at all and is now on this (laughs) launched into this grand adventure as Madonna, the woman she idolizes. And it's like the original form of Instagram stalking. She like is stalking her just for like entertainment, like not for any like sinister reason, just because she's bored. And not once did she ever go and get medical help for a major concussion. (laughs) Yeah, There's there's no other side effects to her concussion, which does come from a apparently very hard head injury. But she never has really a headache or she doesn't seem to have <laughs> irritability or any like. No, it's an, it's an amnesia plot line. It's a magical moment. That's what I told Grace when we were watching it. I was like, it's a little bit of movie magic. The 80s and 90s had a lot of amnesia plot. Yeah. Lines like movies about like. Freaky, <laughs> yeah. Well, not Freaky Friday. Well, but that's like Body Swap, which is way more wild. I love that shit. I love an amnesia plot line. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really good one on Smart Guy. Do you remember that show? No. No. But anyway, that's <laughs> the movie. So yeah, so basically then you have Rosanna Arquette, who her only possession she has, again, through sort of weird circumstance, is she has all of Susan, played by Madonna's stuff. And so she has all of her oh. clothes. And she's staying with the hot guy that had gone to check on Susan as a favor for his friend. And he's never actually met Susan. So then he thinks this is Susan. And so she's shacking up with him, wearing all of the clothes that were Madonna's. And meanwhile, Madonna has nothing. Because, I mean, there's no internet. There's no cell phones. It's 1985. She doesn't have her suitcase. She doesn't have her cash. She doesn't have her ID. And so also through complicated ways, she tracks down the board housewife's husband. And then she semi goes and shacks up in the like suburb house. So they've like swapped lives. It's very like lives. the city and the suburb sort of, except that like the city life is very cool in it. Mm-hmm. And Madonna is not interested in the suburbs in any no. way. She's just looking at a way to get something out of it. Like she likes that she can hang out by the pool and eat 
it's like her. She like brings the TV and sets it up by the pool and she has like Cheez-Its, except they're called, what were they called, Steph? Cheesy poofs, right? Or cheesy noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's just eating those and swimming in her bra. Also, the outfits that Madonna, that both of them wear in this oh, are yeah. so freaking amazing. Yes. But so I loved this as a kid. So it was a very like watching this movie for me when I was young was very, there was like inspirational things in it to me, which is weird to say. Like I was like, one day I'll look that cool. One day I'll live in that sort of loft giant apartment where I can go out and hang out on the roof and have a cat that just follows me around. (laughs) And then on my most recent rewatch before watching it with you all, I was like, oh my God, Madonna's smoking a fucking joint so we can watch it first on her movie book club. And so we did. (laughs) So should we talk about the weed smoking in it? Sure. I have like more things to say, but I feel like let's... We're here, so let's just do it. Address this, which is she asks the husband for weed, right? Well, Madonna's character, I think she's fucking with them. She's laying in the bathtub of his bathroom. She's like, ooh, huge tub. And she's like, you got any pot? I think she says pot. And she he says, says no. And she smirks and pulls a joint out of her boot. Wait, oh, what right. does she say? She says something so funny. Well, Kayla, in our text thread, you said, hey, nerd, got any pot? Yeah. But I don't know <laughs> if that was actually what she said or if that was just the vibe. She doesn't say, hey, nerd. But she might know. She, I know she does ask if she has any pot. She smokes. They smoke together. Yeah. They're like laying on the couch, just laughing. They get kind of giggly. And he's like the most uptight like guy. And then he's that's like the one moment where he's just being like goofy, silly. Yeah. And don't they get kind of vulnerable a little bit? Oh, my God. I was so baked. Uh, we are such stoners. <laughs> and I've seen this movie a million times. I know. I can't remember. I think. Oh, I, OK. Wow. I should just rewatch this scene. He has like a high thought because I actually remember thinking like, oh, it's a high thought. Ha ha. We should talk about it. Oh, no. Like He says so it's not really that they get vulnerable. Like it's just more that he kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's thinking very deeply. Thinking like deep and like outside of the box. And his whole character is that he's this totally like all about money. His wife being the perfect little wife. And at one point, his sister who's played by Lori Metcalf and is sort of this other suburban woman in it is like giving him shit for cheating on his wife and he's like I don't have a mistress I'm having a perfectly respectable affair (laughs) (laughs) oh the 80s yeah they weren't hooking up right Madonna and the husband they weren't hooking up right I don't think Madonna no no I don't think she ever she doesn't yeah there's nothing for her to get for that so she doesn't sleep with them can you remind me the character names of the housewife Roberta Roberta Roberta, and then who's the hot guy that she ends up hooking up with? Ooh, Aiden Quinn is the actor. I don't remember the character's name. His name was something weird. It was, (laughs) guys. (laughs) This is the episode where we can't remember (laughs) the movie that we watched. (laughs) Well, maybe here. I'll look up his name, but why don't someone talk about what they thought of the movie? Like, what they thought about the movie. Oh, his name was Dez. 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 Such a weird name. I just remember everyone was so hot. Yeah. Almost everyone. The guy in the band that Madonna was like dating. Johnny, I think. Yeah, Johnny. I don't think he's hot, but everyone else. Oh, my God. Madonna. Are you freaking kidding me? Roberta was hot. The Dez. Oh, my God. Dez. Well, there's literally a scene of him in, as you said, in a hammock with a cat. Oh, my God. And it was like, oh, this is like Kayla porn. 
<laughs> and now I need a calendar of guys in hammocks holding cats. Okay. <laughs> I something I love that's it. a challenge. I had a sexual awakening. <laughs> and it's guys in hammocks holding cats. I love it. And it does look so much like someone I dated that it was distracting me. Oh, wow. Do you ever have that? Do you see a, it's like an, someone on a, yeah. in a movie and you're like, oh, my God. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Well, OK, so what did you all think of the movie? I've talked about my love of it a little. OK, well, I loved it. I thought it was entertaining start to finish. I really enjoyed looking at all the pretty people. It was a very cool style. The pot smoking was fun. The plot was fun. And what I liked most about it, I think, is that Roberta, the housewife, is like a slapstick character. (laughs) Knocks things over constantly. (laughs) Like things that should not be hard are just like, (laughs) she's like such a klutz. And then she gets amnesia and the things that she does because, okay, so one of my favorite moments is that she thinks that she's a badass because of like the clothes and the whole vibe. (laughs) And that's what I think she subconsciously wants. So she thinks she's a badass. So she just lights a cigarette, but she's never smoked a (laughs) cigarette, really. So she takes one drag and then she's like, (coughs) and like coughing and dying and puts it out immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So I just love her and her weird just vibe and the way that Madonna is so impossibly cool and they play off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. I enjoyed it. What do you guys think, Kayla, Steph? I enjoyed the movie and I did not fall asleep during it, which is always a good <laughs> quality to a movie for me who falls asleep easily. <laughs> and you are really high and laying on beanbags I, in my theater. Yes. Yeah, it's very easy to fall asleep in Phoebe's theater. <laughs> I really enjoyed the costuming. I thought it was just a gorgeous like slice of the 80s that on film. And yeah, I thought the bad guy in it was super creepy, like really yeah. creepy. Oh, yeah. too scary. Almost too scary. Almost too scary. Yeah, because it's there's a the whole time there's this guy that's after the earrings that Madonna stole and he's killed someone. And so he's always like following around. What was her name? Roberta. Or Susan, like, in creepy, like, ways. And he is just, like, a terrifying-looking man for some reason. The blonde hair does it, I think. Like, I don't know, not just the blonde hair, but just this whole vibe was weird. Well, and it's too real. Like, the sort of thing that someone would do, like, walking really quietly next to you and acting Mm -hmm. really calm and then trying to kidnap you. Like, them not being just, like, direct and aggressive, but, like, not giving you a choice. Mm -hmm. it also happens in the second season of, oh, no, I shouldn't spoil. Anyway, something similar happens in White Lotus. <laughs> and it's just a terrible feeling. Did you like the weed smoking stuff? I did like the weed smoking. I <laughs> thought it was really nice and just casual. It didn't seem like it was negative in any way. And it just seemed like, oh, they're smoking pot on the couch and having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to know what high thought he had, you're going to have to watch the movie yourself because we don't <laughs> remember. We don't remember. <laughs> remember. But it's definitely treated like, I mean, clearly Madonna, Susan, is just literally cool. Like she's everything cool and city girl. And she having the joint just in her boot, it does make it seem like, if anything, the movie is definitely like weed is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I also really love the movie. Sorry, I only talked about how hot they all are. <laughs> 
The movie was great. I thought the plot was so fun and smart and also cliche, but it was like, it was great. The soundtrack was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the score is really good. And it has a Madonna song in it. There is literally a scene in the movie that is Madonna as Susan at a club dancing to a Madonna song. <laughs> I think that's oh, that so is funny. weird. I love, so it. Weird. I love it. I think it's so funny, but I love it. Oh, yeah. Her song, the get into yeah. the groove. I was wondering, is, is that movie written for this movie? Is that song written for this movie? No, this movie was made in 84, like right at the time, like it was filmed and being edited when her album had like a virgin, like blew up and got huge. And so they actually edited it down from an R rating to PG-13. I'm so curious what the cut scenes were. I'm guessing more nudity, but they cut it down to PG-13 because she became so popular that they wanted more people to be able to see it. Wow, fascinating. Interesting. And also it was originally going to be going to be Goldie Hawn and Diane Lane. <laughs> hmm. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Madonna was just cool and incarnate in this movie. Like she was just cast as find someone cool. <laughs> and she's, yeah. yeah. I didn't know she did so much acting until I just watched League of Their Own, the movie. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize Madonna acted. And so finding out she was like starring in this movie was a surprise to me. You should watch Evita. All right. She's the lead in that. That's a long ass musical. (laughs) Cool. Well, what's everyone's bong ratings? I can go first since I deeply love this movie. Yes. I don't know. I just can't. Even while watching it, there's times I'm like, oh, maybe this is a little slower than I remember. But I still just every time I watch it with friends, I love it more. So I'm going 4.5 bong hits. Bong rips. Wow. Ripping it. I got to be... Gotta be That's real. That's a good score. I think I am going to go with a solid four bong rips. I liked it. I also was going to go with a solid four bong rips. I also really liked it. I think I would watch this movie again. I, w- I definitely would. Which means I'm going to, it's not five, it's not clueless, but I'm going to go with a 4.2. Let's do 420. Ooh, nice. Yeah, 420, 420, baby. I love it. Oh, I'm so happy you all liked it so much. Yeah, thank you for showing it to us, Phoebe. Yeah. Happy to share in a childhood favorite of yours. It's just so I know, funny. Not, <laughs> I was a weird kid. <laughs> no, you weren't. Oh, it just makes me love you even more. Thanks for showing me fun things. The guy is so sweet and confused about what's going on. He's <laughs> Well, and honestly, Roberta is so sweet and confused that they're a very, like, nice couple in reality because they're both very just... And she wasn't cheating on her husband because she did not know her husband existed. Fuck that husband. He deserved to be cheated on. Who cares anyway? Well, she can't have anyone coming after her is all I'm saying. (laughs) And with that, listeners, we're going to take it into a smoke break. I think bong ratings locked in. Time for the bong. and stoner chicks are back here we all are say hi hello (laughs) i'm gonna smoke more i'm gonna smoke more desperately seeking weed (laughs) hope you find it Oh, man. Madonna was so cute. And that jacket was so 
cool. Yes, there's like a black jacket with a gold pyramid on the back that's worn by both of them throughout the whole movie that is so cool. The outfit Iconic. that kills me in it is where she's wearing the like fishnet, fishnet thigh highs. And then she's wearing men's boxers like folded down and like a white tank top or no, just a bra. And then she just puts on an oversized white man's shirt and like heels. Oh, yeah. And runs out. She's just so hot in it. And she has the like, you know, perfect, like crimpy, curly blonde hair. I have a note in my phone. The note just says, I was turned on by Madonna blowing smoke in the woman prison guard's face. Oh, (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah, they should have made out. That would have been cooler. I would not have remembered that if I didn't write it down. (laughs) I can't believe it. That's why I would watch it again because I don't remember it. We were all real high. Well, so yeah, as we've been talking about, I loved this so much as a kid and I loved Madonna. I don't remember if I, so Like a Prayer was the first cassette I ever picked out and bought myself. I think I was in second grade. I can remember exactly like pulling it off of the little shelf thing at Fred Meyer's music section and seeing the cover, which is just like kind of like her torso with all the necklaces hanging. Mm -hmm. I feel like that image is basically my like dream. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I want to get printed on your soul. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, Madonna was kind of a huge pop icon, I guess, for me when I was really young. I think I've talked about before on this podcast that I would like choreograph dances to her songs and then make my mom sit down and watch me. And in retrospect, some of the songs were so sexual. I think I swear I talked to or maybe I just talked about this on the retreat. There was the hanky panky song where I would stuff my like leggings so my butt was big and like be spanking myself (laughs) (laughs) it was like 10 and make my mom watch me (laughs) (laughs) i can't remember when you told us that either but it was somewhere (laughs) yeah and then i mean i love desperately seeking susan that's the best i used to love this movie called who's that girl that she stars in that is awful do not watch it one star movie but as a kid i loved it I mentioned while we were watching it to Grace that I, when I was young, I just really desperately wanted to grow boobs. I was very excited to have boobs at some point, mm-hmm. which I never really had big boobs, which now I'm completely fine with and I'm even grateful for. But it was a hard thing for me to come to terms with that I wasn't going to have luscious boobs Oh, ever, Aww. I remember. And even though it's not that I think Madonna leads with that, she, a lot of outfits in this movie and things Madonna wore were very big. Like, I can't wait till I can look like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Madonna, love you. Had her poster even. Never seen her in concert. She got a little weird and I'm not as into her anymore. But that's getting off topic. Stoner <laughs> chicks, I want to know who your pop icons of any sort were when you were young. Little youths. And you just mean popular culture, right? Does it have to be a pop artist? There's no has to anything. There's no rules, Kayla. I'm breaking the rules, Kayla, so go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll dive in then. My pop icons were not as much like who I wanted to be when I grew up, Mm -hmm. but it was more like, who do I want to be in like a couple years? (laughs) So it was all like kids stuff that I could think of. Mary Kay and Ashley were huge (laughs) for me. Huge. I have seen literally everything they've ever done multiple times over. So like, yes. So I think I was like, I was probably buying their clothes, like doing all that kind of thing. So they were definitely big for me. Lindsay Lohan because of Parent Trap, but that's about it. Rosie O'Donnell was a big influence. I told you her, my hamster was named after her. Aww. Tia and Tamara. I loved all those like 
those teen sitcoms like that, like Sister, Sister and Lizzie McGuire. Uh, Christy Carlson Romano was huge for me. Yeah. I don't know who that is. She's Shia LaBeouf's sister on Even Stevens. And she... I'm too old for that. She voiced Kim Possible. That came after me. Okay, Okay. that also came after me. Okay, fair That's where the 10 years... This like gets into where the 10 years difference in our age makes a big diff. It really Yeah, but that's great. There's more... A wider net of people that can relate. (laughs) That's my high thought. (laughs) Ooh. And then Aaron Carter and Britney Spears are probably my favorite pop artists. Oh, I'm sorry for your... When I was a teen... Wow. R.A.P. to Aaron Carter. I know. I was, he was probably, I think, my first big crush. Wow. That was maybe a little sexual. Wow. (laughs) In nature. (laughs) Yes. But now that obviously seems ridiculous. But yes, R.A.P. Aaron Carter. Those are all mine. I think Mary-Kate Nashley is probably my real answer. How long did you... Mary-Kate At what point did you stop being into them? When they stopped making things. <laughs> so you, you weren't buying their like fashion line and stuff? I think I was. No, not as adults. They, they, I'm sure it's way more expensive than I've ever been able to. I don't even know <laughs> what it looks like. So no, I guess I dropped off when they stopped acting. Yeah. Mm. There's only so much you can find out about them now. It's true. They're very aloof. I know, which is so cool. Did you hear about the thing where Mary-Kate Olsen at her wedding had just like bowls of cigarettes on the tables that people could (laughs) Mm -hmm. smoke? No. She's so obsessed with cigarettes. Oh, weird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, weird. (laughs) Oh, weird. Well, I can go next. I didn't really have pop icons growing up. I remember all my friends having pop icons, and I thought the closest thing to a pop icon that I had was Diane Fossey and Jane Goodall. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed. And I, I didn't want to study apes at all, but I loved their dedication to conservation. So I kind of wanted to be like the Diane Fossey of whales. Yeah. And I totally, I'll make this quick, but I totally forgot. I wrote when I was about, mm, I must have been about 12. I can't tell based on my writing. I wrote a little fanfic about myself and I was going to read you an excerpt. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have it with you? I have it with what? me. Oh, my God. Poems and short stories. I found it today. Oh, my God. This is the second time in the last two weeks that you have just swept me off my feet with a surprise, <laughs> with a surprise that you've brought to us. Yeah. So it's kind of long. I'm not going to read the whole thing if there's a need for a whole reading of this. Maybe I'll post it to the Patreon. Ooh, Ooh, good idea. I like this. I like this. Okay, here it goes. Her windblown sandy blonde hair was tied back in a rubber band. Her eyes enclosed in her binoculars. Her binoculars searching for something. Her name was Stephanie Thompson, and she was 24 years old. (laughs) Just graduated from the University of Washington in marine wildlife. Well, it took you a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Bitch. What? <laughs> She's got a PhD. I know. The fuck? Who are we to judge? <laughs> she was very patient and waiting for her one love in life. Wales. 4.30 a.m. Her radio that ran through her house had made squeaking, beautiful singing noises. The singing of an orca whale. 
Stephanie's radio was underwater. It, it transmitted the whale sounds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it goes on to me describing. Wait, how old were you when you wrote this? I think I was like 11 or 12. Oh, it's so wonderful. But I can do, I don't want to take up, it's really long. I actually, when I reread it today, I started crying reading it. Just like remembering like all the feelings I had when I was 12. But that's, I wanted to be the Diane Fossey of whale research where like I sacrificed my body and life for the whales. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. Cool. Yeah. Her name was Stephanie Thompson. And she was 24 years old. Yeah. And there's a great movie. Well, it's not that great. It's kind of a crazy, it's like a sad movie, but Gorillas in the Mist, Woman in the Mist, mm-hmm. with Sigourney Reaver is great. No, it's Gorillas in the Mist. It's a Gorillas in the Mist. Woman in the Mist is the book it's based on. And I have that. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Sigourney. Oh my God, Stephanie, your answer is <sighs> so much better than mine. <laughs> It's not about. It really was. It really was. (laughs) It blew us all out of the water. All right, Grace, you're up. Okay. Beat that. Oh, it's not a compo. I guess at first I thought of, I didn't listen to pop music when I was younger. I just didn't. Uh, So I was not Britney, Christina. That wasn't my thing. But I was very into reading like bad magazines, like tabloids, mm-hmm. like people and us and oh. everything. I mean, I was older, but I was very into those magazines. I also was at one point very into yeah. those magazines. It's just all on Instagram and TikTok now. Yeah. yeah, I had a, And I think having come from watching Lindsay Lohan when I was way younger, I was super obsessed with her. And then by extension... Having started watching MTV, I was extremely mm-hmm. obsessed with like the triad of Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, and mm. Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. And, Same. But the problem was I was young, mm-hmm. like 12, 13, and very impressionable, and they were not treating themselves well. They were just like not taking care of themselves. And it's tough. I mean, they were, what, late teens, early 20s? Like Lindsay was younger. Yeah, Lindsay was really young. Yeah. They were, like, now, looking back, babies. And they were working hard. These are all people who had, like, a spotlight on them from an early age. Like, grew up in atypical situations for young people. So much money. So much money. Well, yeah. Lindsay did not grow up in so much money. No, but like they partied and clubbed and mm-hmm. all of them, or at least Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton had DUIs yeah. 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. And another issue, I guess, trigger warning for eating disorder, but they were really all very, very thin And it was a time when, like, I was getting on MySpace for the first time. And it was just sort of a perfect storm to send poor little Grace, 13-year-old Grace, Mm -hmm. um, in a bad direction with body image and the way that I treated my body. Can't imagine. Yeah, it was bad. So that has always made me sad. And I, for a long time, I felt sad about them, especially after I started going in a little bit better of a direction. Obviously, it's always a struggle. And when I was in my later teen years, as they had been, I 
was not doing well myself. It's like a hard time of life. Yeah. But the good thing is that now in the, oh my God, 21st century, (laughs) but like later in the 21st century in the 20s, all three of them are doing a lot better, it seems. Mm -hmm. Like Lindsay Lohan's married and has bringing back her acting career. Paris Hilton has gone on to do like amazing philanthropic work and supporting LGBTQ rights. Mm -hmm. Nicole Richie has two kids with the guy from Good Charlotte and they're really happy together. So I'm happy for them. And I think... How's Misha Barton doing? I don't know how Misha Barton's doing. I wasn't as obsessed with Misha. No, I don't think anyone was really. I know she was like kind of there. (laughs) (laughs) Not to bring Misha. No, I think it's yeah. Although I just remembered the other day because of Blank Check, the podcast you recommended, Grace, that she's the girl in the Sixth Sense that's just puking all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) it was horrifying. It's a really good performance. Yeah, but that also brought up a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so those were my idols when I was little. And I just wanted to be honest about it and like share that because I think that's, I don't know, relatable, I guess. And yeah, a good reminder to all treat ourselves kindly and also treat our little selves kindly. Yeah. Yeah, So that's all. Love that, Grace. Thank you. I do love that. It makes me sad that all of the like pop icons and tabloid icons of that era when you were that age, Grace, were all just so young and it was all just sort of this like. I mean, I'm sure there was crazy stuff with Madonna, but she was like a club kid that grew up and was in the scene. She was in like her mid, late 20s when her album, first album came out. So I just feel like it's such a more healthy way of coming up into fame. And But anyway, that's my two cents on it. Those early aughts. Oof. Mm. Yeah. This was a wild time. (laughs) It's a wild time. Well, we've relived a lot of memories. Maybe you have too. And everyone, go smoke some. Be a little tender with yourselves. Yeah. Or be a little sexy with yourself. (laughs) Watch Desperately Seeking Susan. You might see a sexy person and then later go have fun by yourself. Desperately seek yourself. Love that. And something else you should desperately seek is our website, (laughs) stonerchickspodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at stonerchickspodcast. You can find us on TikTok at Broccoli Broads, although we've been slacking over there. We'll we'll post something for you there. Go there. (laughs) Maybe I'll make my first TikTok. You can join our (laughs) Patreon for as little as $3 a month at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. When does this episode come out? 127. You still have time to send us <laughs> Valentine's Day cards to P.O. Box oh. 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Oh, yes. One of my love languages is words of affirmation. <laughs> Phoebe said that. You hear that, everyone? <laughs> that We all know it's you, Phoebe. <laughs> Another place you can affirm Phoebe is at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. You also can go there to send... You can just go to email to send Stephanie your high thoughts. How do I get to email? (laughs) (laughs) It depends, Phoebe. It depends. But I think the last thing you can do is sign up for Stephanie's newsletter, which comes out once a month. And you can sign up for that on our website, stonerchickspodcast.com. Anything else? I don't think so. Sounds good to me. Stephanie? What do stoner chicks always say? Stephanie drove closer to the pod. 
the whales weren't afraid of Stephanie because for all the whale watchers, they were quite used to boats. <laughs> Smoke your weed, everyone. Smoke your weed. 